Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Did you better. Yeah. Do you do that on your podcast I do. Too? Really? But it's nicotine gum, so I put it up. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't even know you smoked. I never smoked in my life. But you just need a little more pep in your step. That's true. That's exactly. You're the only person that got it right. What did other It's a stimulant. Think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, this is boring, but it, there is just a, I don't want to say trend, but there are a lot of people that use nicotine now that never smoke because it helps you think. It releases dopamine. I'm going to get you back on it. I've gotten so many people on it and I don't even like it because it is highly addictive. So it's like you're like sending someone down a path, like a new lifestyle thing. It's so interesting because the only thing, I mean, it's not interesting. <laughs> but Don't get me wrong. What's interesting is that my whole addiction to... <laughs> Should I be able to hear you smile? <laughs> that was my old joke. Do you remember that? Of course. Okay. <laughs> that so that was like my asking you if you were a man of the people code. I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm sort of obsessed with not getting jokes. Like yeah. I think it's really... If I don't get a joke, I'll think about it for a long time. <laughs> like it yeah. like haunts me. Mm. And the fact that that's one of the biggest, they just didn't see it and they like were like loud about it. And that so makes me weird. so It was so weird. Tickled. Yeah. The, I mean, they it's, have. It's that, you know what? People just don't get irony. My whole addiction to smoking, I don't, I'm not convinced it was physical. I think I just really love the activity. Oh, you know what? My nicotine use is informed by you telling me that cigarette smoking was good for writing. What? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I noticed, this is boring, but you don't, it's boring, but we're not recording. Um, I noticed that every once in a while, you know, you'd be at a wedding or something, you smoke a cigar, and I would just be like in the most like manic mm. mood. There's like 300 milligrams of nicotine in a cigar. It's ridiculous. This is six. Um, which is, Can't wait which to is get generous. Into some more stuff I want to ask you. <laughs> well, you can get this. No, but I, I'm. What are you saying? You said when you would be on script and you'd smoke, you were like, "It's the only thing that I really notice a difference." And then I, I got really? curious about like, why does Hemingway and That's fucking weird. all these writers? Why are they always smoking a cigar? 
And it's because, and this is almost over, I'm so, I'll go on and on and on about this. I love how self-aware you are now. This is I have to thing. say, it's almost over. <laughs> it's boring, but we're like, we're 90% done. It elevates your heart rate, so it puts you in an aerobic state, and it relaxes you. So it's up and down at the same time, which is ideal for sitting and writing. Because you know how you go for a walk and it like helps you think? That's what yeah. nicotine is doing. It elevates your heart rate, helps you think. It's over. See? What about um, that thing that starts with a B that people take for a stage fright? I've never heard of this. It starts with a B, I think. Some drug people take. Like a street drug? Yeah. Beta blockers? Mm -hmm. Why yeah. would you want to get over stage fright? Like, oh I don't want to mellow God. out before I go on stage. You don't have stage fright, right? I get an elevated heart. I hadn't done stand-up in about, mm, I think it was like three weeks. And then I had some shows this weekend, so I did a couple sets in town to get ready. And the first one, I was standing, it was at the improv. I wasn't intellectually nervous, you know what I mean? Because... Not, not to put down just a set at the improv, but I knew it wasn't, I wasn't in danger or anything. But I was like, oh my God, my body does not know I'm not skydiving right now. <laughs> so I get that, but that's what helps you go up and that's what helps me go up. Don't get me, now I'm a guest, so it's hard because I love saying everything I think. My therapist said anxiety is like a bell curve. You know what I mean? You want to be right here where it helps you. <laughs> If you have too little, you don't do anything. You have too much, you don't do anything. You know what's funny is I, I can't believe I'm actually in the room with you and not watching a clip on Instagram. And what? <laughs> not watching a clip <laughs> on Instagram. You ever tell YouTube not interested? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, I not don't ever interested. go on YouTube. I tell Instagram not interested in posts like this. And they're like, why? And I'm like, it, I, think it gives you, I think it gives you an here. option like, I'm just not interested or something. And then one that's like, it's violent, it's hate, it's this. I have I to think. do that with ads on social sometimes when it's, and I, I don't feel good about it, but it shows you some horrible image. And I have donated in the past, and now you're in trouble because <laughs> your whole feed is going to be like, you know. Yeah. Tragedies. I know. And I had to start saying, please stop showing this ad. And there's an option. What ad? You know, it'll just show you like, I'm not trying to be funny, like a kid in an earthquake or something. Like yeah. a terrible Why image. would that be funny? I just You're don't like... want people to think I'm like riffing. Oh, oh, like a kid in an earthquake. Like waka waka. It's truly, or a cleft palate or something. Like really sad things. And I'm just like, it's a sensitive subject. Like, I, you know who I give to is givewell.org. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Some billionaire genius figured out that like everyone gives to the Red Cross or everyone gives to this or whatever. And they figured out like with, with math, with science, who is getting the least amount of support, like good mm. things. And they take your money and they give it to these like people who really, really need it. So I started trying to be more less, less impulsive. Feels like there'll be like a scandal with give wells in the next five to ten. Well, I mean, yeah. Months. Any, <laughs> anywhere money is, you can, you can be sure. Yeah. All right. It's your show. Okay. So here we go. You here began by sitting down and saying you're wrecked. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did want to get on the record. Yeah. The wreck. Ord. Dot org. <laughs> is that this is one of the weirdest weeks in America. Like the week after the holidays. Yeah. And I just did an episode of my podcast, and both me and my guests were just, I actually Who feel... Who was your guest? Justin Martindale. Do you know him? I do. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to be like, not a fan or something, because this is your snap judgment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wanted to bring this gavel in so I can... Yeah. You know who gave me this? Michelle no Collins. I love that. Years ago. Um, my old AIM screen name was Gavel Face. And it was because she said when she looks at me, she just sees a gavel. I was just going to say, no, you didn't even have to explain this. If you just brought that in to a lunch, I'd be like, you, you found yourself. I need a more portable one for lunches and things. This is like Flavor Flav's clock. Yes, but for, you. But for no, me. No one's like, why are you wearing that clock? He's Flavor Flav. Why do you have a gavel? Uh, no, it's perfect. I forget what I was. Oh, but I, yes, it, I, I'm. It helped clear the down. air to just say, well, so Christmas lights and holiday lights and all that stuff is to help us because the winter is so hard. It's so mm. dark and it's mm. cold. I know we're in California, but it still gets cold and there's not much going on. And, and then you have that holiday time. And a lot Where of us, were you? I wasn't with my family. It would have been way worse if, I mean, my, my parents, I was with my family and I loved that. And But even there, there's some guilt that you're not with your parents. So there's a lot of yes, feelings yeah. in the mix. And then this is the time of year where we're abandoned, meaning Christmas trees go... It, the saddest, needly Christmas tree is dragged out. There's a death to that. Hold on, hold on. Hit it. <laughs> you saw I couldn't get it? I went like this. <laughs> that was my, like a little flash. My depth perception you being is very old. starting to go. I was like, yep. Um, but you said uh, so many things in such a short time. Yeah. We're abandoned. We're abandoned. By who? By the lights and the trees and the oh, festive. Yeah. So like that's there by design. Yeah. Anthropologically, it makes perfect sense that during the darkest time and the coldest time, we would put up artificial light and it makes us happy. We've been mm -hmm. doing that since it was candles, which was very dangerous, but like we're doing the same thing. But now I'm like taking lights off the house. <laughs> How sad is that? That's what yeah. I did last night. I'm taking lights Yeah, off no the more house. festivity, no more fun, and no, no more, more merriment. No more Christmas music. I'm, I don't even love Christmas music, but it's sad that I'm like, so that's just over. No hot mold wine, yeah. no cider. It it's is funny that th there's, there's a season and a time for merriness. Yeah. And then if you were to be married during another time, people are like, what the fuck are Sometimes you Sometimes we'll leave. We had a sign on our house that just said joy, like kind of a Christmassy light up sign that just said joy. And last year we left it up. And I really liked that because mm. that I was like, why are we going joy is over? <laughs> Turn but off joy. It's to, it's like when you don't, you know, do a vice for a month so that when you go back to it, it's better. Try 17 years, honey. Okay. You know, it's been six years for me. Really? <laughs> the sound, the sound of drunkenness. Most people that hear the sound are ripped. They are drunk. They're ripped. <laughs> but thank you for playing that. Um, what an achievement. What an accomplishment. Six I don't years. like it. I don't like that. I'm sorry. 17 years. What no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's hard, right? It, uh, yeah, I don't. Well, it's funny. You probably actually. Here, let me guess. No, no, no. Let me no, guess. No, no, no. You microdose. No. Well, no, I, I you will. You do I... hallucinogens. <laughs> you smoke weed. But. Oh, that I didn't think you were going to guess drink. that. I, to me, alcohol was the problem. Yeah. Uh, don't get me. You get me started. I want to be your guest. I don't just want to be a blabbermouth. I'll, I'll hit this. This the new meaning of this the, is stop. Uh, and I will. Okay. I'm here to be whatever you want me to be. But just know I'm excited to see you, and I'll just go. But here's <laughs> me too. Thank you. Weed has a built-in. Um, it, it it cancels itself for me. If I smoke weed, 
and I enjoy it. I get very silly and giggly, mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. things. And I have a set the next day. I'll just be behind myself. You know, there's that boy genius lyric. Uh, I'm in the backseat of my body. That's sort of how I feel. I'm like depersonalized and I'm just not as sharp. So I can't. It's not a sustainable addiction for me. Some people can roll with it. I'm very sensitive. So if I smoke weed and the other thing, I'll be a little depressed. For me. So the answer is you don't smoke weed. I will very rarely, you know. But so what's the six years? Booze. Yeah. For me, the problem with booze is, I mean, there's a lot of problems with booze, but like it was sustainable in the sense that I could do it every day. I could, I was okay with hangovers. I, I just, the whole, for lack of a better word, lifestyle was maintainable for me. So that was hard to stop. But weed is a self-canceling thing. And hallucinogens, yes, but that's like four times a year tops. I know that sounds like a lot, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> as like, I said it, I was I like, that like sounds I, like a lot. <laughs> I could say nothing and you'd just be bouncing off what you think That's I'm true. thinking. <laughs> and I'm wrong. No, it was nice when you guessed. And I thought you were going to guess that, oh, alcohol was easy for you to quit. The reason it was no. easy for me to quit is easy-ish for me to quit was because I have a very black and white brain, and that's what addicts have. Mm -hmm. You actually said that to me, because what I was doing was I was getting drunk at night, and then in the morning I would exercise, I would drink wheatgrass, I'd drink green juice all day. Mm -hmm. And you, it was a very helpful moment. You were just like, that's a classic alcoholic thing. And I was like, oh my God. And that extreme thing. So when I quit, I applied the wound of having an addict kind of brain to almost like being addicted to being sober or, or, or the black and whiteness. Like I don't drink anymore. Moderation on all things, including moderation. I don't know where you got that. Well, I don't either (laughs) because I can't, (laughs) but it is a quote and I I used to be really into it. I can't, I can't do moderation. If I'm doing something, I do it. And I like that about myself. Do you? <laughs> so if I'm gonna drink, I would get like a martini or a Manhattan, and I'd just drink it like a shot. Because I don't like, think you what need are we tobacco. Doing? I gotta What's say, that? I don't think you need tobacco. Nicotine. You're 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 tobacco. hopped up right now. <laughs> you're absolutely hopped I up. I've never felt battery. more mellow in my life than talking to you right now. Oh, I'm excited to see you. You are. I am. How come you banished me from your friendships? Right up top. No, I don't actually. I thought about it and I was like, we already kind of did talk about this. We had a nice exit interview. Yeah, I don't. It is sad though. Oh. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not unaware of the morning. I, sometimes I go on, like I try to stay off social actually. Yeah, same. But I do. And one of the things I'll do if I'm really bored on an airplane or something, instead of giving in, is I'll just go in my photos and I'll, what I'll do is, maybe everybody knows this, but you go albums, then you click years and you can just scroll back to a year and it'll show you like the time you're in that What's year. our year? 2014? I don't really pay attention to the numbers, but like I'll just go back and find an old year. And there are times, and it's not just you, there was just a time when it was brunch with you and Joe Mandy and Nicole yeah. Mulaney. You're like comedy class. My comedy class. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's... When I say it's sad, it's just because you're mourning that everything changes. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I catch myself, again, that addict brain. Like, Mulaney and I don't really talk. I'm not saying that shots fired. Okay, Internet, let's get our heads together and figure out why doesn't Mulaney (laughs) talk to Pete Holmes? Does anyone have any thoughts, opinions? Comment below. That. (laughs) (laughs) You are so funny.
That is the funniest thing you could have said. <laughs> Any thoughts or opinions? Let me be clear. His, his life has just changed. So I don't take it personally. That's If John saw that, I wouldn't. He wouldn't be like, why did you say that? It's just like we kind of fell out of touch. We had I, breakfast this morning. Did you really? Maybe. <laughs> that wouldn't hurt my feelings. People's no, lives we didn't. Changed. We didn't. But here's, here's my point. <laughs> here's my point. When I go, I catch myself almost as a defense mechanism being like, well, we weren't really that close. Maybe I was like deluded. And then you go back and you're like, oh, my God, it's like every birthday. It's all these brunches, all these hangs. And I feel the same way. But about it's weird. Us. And I feel the same way about a lot of people that. I. But here's what I say. think is interesting about comedy friendships. It's like you don't actually know each other a lot of times that well. You just because yeah. you see each other at shows and things or you go eat after. But it's like the most noncommittal. Yeah. Thing. I mean, we were different because we would like actually intentionally meet up and stuff. But yeah, it, it is a weird kind of thing because you're in this like almost like fraternity that I don't know. I think I just thought about this a lot with all these guys that have turned out to be predators where I'm like, hilarious. yeah, you really don't. Hilarious. No, no. <laughs> you really just don't. <laughs> Weirdest first thing to say. Hilarious. What? There is something funny about guys. Is it hilarious or no? Comment oh my below. god! I didn't mean it like that. I meant like it's not a zero sum game. It's like oh my, there's there's stakes to it. Like right, yeah. you didn't know these people, and then it yeah. turns out you didn't know these people. Yeah. There's a lot to say about that. Neil Brennan has a great thing about comedy friendships, and he's like, it's like we're in a bar fight. I don't feel this way about us. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. With some of the colleague friendships. Like when Louis came out and people were like, how did you not know? It's like, we don't really know like that way. It's mm. like, you don't know everything about the people in your office and you might really like them and be around them, but you don't know everything. Yeah. But Neil's thing is, especially at the beginning when you're really hustling, it's like you're in a bar fight. And he, I thought this was great. He's like, sometimes you're both punching in the same direction and it gives the illusion that you're on the same team. But really in a bar fight, everybody's just kind of punching everybody. It's just chaos. And a lot of those kind of foxhole friendships, like comedy is so vulnerable and scary. So that's why Mulaney and I got very close when we were both kind of starting out because it is like a, you need friends. It's really weird actually how when you start comedy and you're doing open mics, it really is a group thing. I know. You know, and then it just becomes really individual. You it's know? there will be blood. It's like once you have success, you actually lose all the camaraderie or a lot of it. No, it starts as a group sport. Yeah. It starts as the most social thing, which is one. I'm actually introverted. I'm high energy and I have extroverted qualities, but I'm an introvert. So I'm very fortunate that I have a job that forces me into the world. Is your wife an introvert? No, she's an extrovert. So does she go off and do tons of stuff while you stay home? No, I, it's a great question, I think, because... The smartest thing I know is that I'm wrong, meaning I think I want to be alone and then Val will have a Christmas party. And the next day I'm just in the best mood. <laughs> you know what I imagined I at the Christmas party? What? This, I, I knew think, you were, you couldn't I have actually, been laughing at what I was I, saying. <laughs> Bring us into what twisted thing that made you think of. Whenever you, you're the only person that when you laugh, I go, oh no. Everyone else, I'm like, they're with me. They're understanding. I was literally imagining you on your knees in a circle of dudes, like blowing all of them at the Christmas party. 
like, but is that intrusive thoughts? Because I see people talking about intrusive thoughts all the time online, and I'm like, I think I have those all the time. Chelsea, what's interesting about intrusive thoughts, if you want to get into spirituality, which is what Yes, we were, I do. I Actually, that we is the jokingly, topic. I don't know if it was jokingly, but you were like, no, come and serious. talk about spirituality. I under, Maria Bamford just did my podcast. I understand there is a... Uh, go ahead. Applause long. <laughs> you hit the long one. Good. We love you, Maria. <laughs> Miss you, Mitch. Miss you, Mitch. Mitch Hedberg, rest in peace. <laughs> if you guys listening know what Miss you, Mitch is. You're a long holder. This is a big moment for you. This is a really great, it's an exciting episode for me. But if you know what Miss you, Mitch is, you're also That was excited. on your podcast, uh -huh. right? Yeah. I know there's a diagnosable disorder called intrusive thought syndrome. And I'm not yeah. I'm disvalidating that or whatever the word would be. Invalidating. Invalidating. Thank you. I pushed that one. <laughs> but the funny thing about it, and what you're picking up on, is who asks for their thoughts. This is a very, I would say, nice entryway into why I'm interested in spirituality. Because you're going, whose thoughts are these? Who's asking for these thoughts? Where are they coming from? Are they me? And one of the great, and I'm taking, let's take Maria and that disorder out of it. But to say, I think... Oh my God, you are deaf. I got more out with Whitney Cummings. Whitney was interested and gave me a good listening face. Well, you're like, I'm really interested. Evil... No, you're not. I am interested. You're not. It's not in what you're saying, though. I know I'm you're interested, interested in whatever in made you, you think of I'm or me and you. ripping me apart somehow. Well, I'm interested. It's fine. I was interested, like, have you written a book or anything? I have, but let me finish okay, the point. Okay. <laughs> saying I think thoughts yeah. is like saying I beat my heart. You have nothing to do with it. Well, I think intrusive thoughts are more supposed to be like antisocial kind of. Uh, I get it. Yeah. But what, what thought did you will up? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just happening. Thinking is just happening. Does that make sense? Well, I think you you're... if you're driving in the car and you go, I you can follow a train of thought. You can kind of guide it like water, but the water's just coming. Yeah. I don't breathe my lungs and I don't think my thoughts. Thinking happens and compulsive thinking. This is Eckhart Tolle is such a prevalent I hate disorder. Eckhart Tolle. Well, you're going to love this then. <clears throat> it's such a prevalent disorder that we don't even know that it's a disorder. But spirituality What's a disorder? Overthinking, compulsive thinking. And we know this because... Do you meditate? I'm not a big meditator, no. Hmm. I do. I, I get more out of breath work. I'm mm -hmm. more of a breath work person. Like, in the morning. <gasps> what kind of... What is breath work like? Um, you are a mess. <laughs> a host. Here's I'm what I need. Kidding. Here's what I need. You don't I, need anything. This, I do. I do. I was literally seeking your spiritual guidance. That's such a tricky... What a tricky pickle. I the was. Chelsea Peretti's like, come give me spiritual guidance. And I'm like... A landmine-laden field. Listen, what did I say? I said, bring some quotes. I didn't bring in. A, you didn't? One, well, I just gave you one. Compulsive thinking is such a prevalent disorder. People don't even know it exists. Because but he was thinking to even say that and put that to paper. What a silly retort. It is true. Anyone. Any book is compulsive thinking, right? Like, arguably, writing a book, it's like you're compulsively putting down word after word after word in a relentless barrage of thinking. I, I hear you. 
<laughs> you have to use thinking. But the idea is the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. So going to your mind when you need it. I don't it, believe in the servant-master dichotomy. What does that mean? <laughs> this isn't going to work. Come on. I don't even know what button I pushed. Quick laugh. <laughs> this isn't some wind chimes. I'm going to surrender the idea that this is not going to work. Why? Come it's on. Don't throw in the towel. No, Here's what I need. Here's what I need. It's in. Go ahead. Um, no, I truly actually have been feeling afloat. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And it's interesting that you came in and said that you feel kind of wrecked post-holiday. And you said everyone you know feels that way. I'm running into a lot of it. But that's, yeah. I don't know a lot of people. Katie, really? my producer, my guest, Justin, Val, my wife, some of my friends. I was like, this is a rough time. And they agreed, yeah. But yeah. That's, not, that's not conclusive data. Yeah, but I wonder, I wonder. Like, sometimes I think, what if this is the best life is ever going to be? And it's just going to kind of keep getting worse. You know, like... We had this global pandemic, and then we had the what? strikes. Uh, stop. <laughs> I'm taking my jacket off. You it's make me so nervous. hot. It's so hot. I'm it sweating. Hot. Okay. So, you know, like, what if it just continues to crumble and these kinds of things? Walk like, do away you, and I stumble. Do you feel, what's that from? Macy Gray. You oh, yeah. Quotes. Oh, yeah. quotes. But which you brought none. I have so many quotes in my noodle. You have no like idea. you're like that's that's how confident you are. You're like I don't need them written down. If I do anyone's podcast and they talk about spirituality, I'll probably quote 30, five to ten people at least. People, wow. But, I mean, 
multiple times. What female leaders, spiritual thought leaders, do you like? Well, Pima? Huh? Pima? Uh-uh. I, I don't, I'm not drawn, I, I'm just not, uh, I guess, draw, attracted to the Buddhist uh, tradition as much as you might think. As What are you tr- attracted to? Well, I I love non-dualism, which is the idea that the universe is one. The old joke, the Dalai Lama goes into the pizza place, make me one with everything. That kind of idea. The hippie cliche, I became one with the universe. Any of this (laughs) ringing a bell? Um, Yeah, I mean, I hear the words you're saying, but I guess like I'm not sure what it means to be one with the universe. Just be in harmony? I don't think so. I think it's recognizing that the fundamental nature of what you are is the fundamental nature of the universe. Meaning, Alan Watts, see quotes just come up. You didn't come into this world. Chelsea wasn't born into the world. You came out of the world. You were a product as natural as an apple on a tree. You came out of it. You didn't like, you're not a visitor here. You're what's happening. You are, like another thing that I like to say is, you don't have a life, you are life. When I, this is Rupert Spira, when I say, I am, or if you say, you could do it right now, take two seconds, ask yourself, am I aware? So ask yourself, am I aware? And and look for the feeling of awareness, if you want. I'll do it, am I aware? And you find a feeling of being. (laughs) And you go, what is the nature of that? That awareness that you are, that's been there when you were two, when you were 22, 32, 42, it'll be there when you're 82. What doesn't change? And it's that naked, luminous awareness. And that's fun as a thought experiment. Human beings in our lives, we crave connection. Sex is a great example. Sexuality is this, why a lot of times people after sex immediately go to their phone. Are you poly? No. They go to their phone. How come? <laughs> I'm going to finish this point before I tell you why I'm not polyamorous. Is it really, is that the new 2024 thing you have to explain why you're not yeah. polyamorous? <laughs> uh, I'd love to tell you why I'm not polyamorous, but okay. have you noticed, I have, if you have really intimate sex, like what we would call lovemaking, not just, you know, banging it out, but you merge, right? You've had this experience. I've had this experience. Merging means vanishing. Rupert would say, a romantic relationship isn't a relationship. It can also become the dissolving of relationship. That's what namaste means. It's like what I essentially am is what you essentially are, and the boundaries are removed between us. So have you noticed that after really boundary-breaking, dissolving, unifying... Like pounding it out. You can also pound it out, but it can also be lovemaking. <laughs> that thing where you vanish, like Chelsea isn't there. The idea of Chelsea meaning dragging your past your story, your problems, your concerns, it all goes away because you're finally doing something that really takes your attention and you go away. So often after it's done, people are very quick to go to their phones or fight or talk or watch TV because it's so vulnerable. Once you vanish, it's, you feel very exposed. So when you say... You know what I like to do after sex? What's that? I usually have a whole cake on my bed <laughs> bedside uh, nightstand and a mirror. And you are so I <laughs> will get a fork, look in the mirror at myself, and I'll be like, are you here? I'm like, yes. I'm like, are you present? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, 
are you hungry? That is- and I'm like, you, you know it. See, you got why- it, girl. And I go, are you going to eat that whole cake? And I listen to the answer, and the answer in the, in the universe is yes. Then I eat the whole cake staring in the mirror like that. And over my shoulder, I see the person that I just finished making love to. Laid out, passed out, completely passed out. Are you Polly? <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? It just doesn't feel appropriate to no, play sound effects during this type of I talk. I want it. I really, I know I just talked quite a bit, but I really do want to do your podcast. So, but it's hard to, I, I, I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Why aren't you Polly? Hilarious. <laughs> um, the quick answer would be because sex isn't that important to me. I don't, it's not, I don't idolize sex. I, I would never want to balance a checkbook of multiple relationships. It sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. It's like having nine plants or something. Like, did I water this one? Is this one mad at me? Does this one wish would end it with those other plants? Mm-hmm. And also like, I used to say, I don't really feel this way anymore, but I'm like, I'm like intellectually poly with Val, meaning we're not poly. But my attitude towards her to kind of take what I like the most from that movement is I just want what's good for her. I just want her to be happy and good. So that could extend to something like that. Like, I don't think it would, but it's more like I like what I get out of being on her side more than I'm on the side of matrimony or commitment or even meaning my vows when we got married was I I vow to love you irrationally. You know what I mean? I don't, it's bullshit to love somebody when they're good and being nice to you. Or, you know what? Mm-hmm. Val is good and nice to me, but like we're seeking irrational love. Like somebody who can judge you and love you when you're performing to their standards is, is, is well, it's well vodka. You want that top shelf. You want that unconditional love. And that's what I like about Polly. But I'm just not that interested in like another ass. Like that just doesn't get me so excited that I'd be like, okay, I'll tell my daughter I'm at a poker game. Like, fuck off. Like, right. I'm kind of, I'm kind of square in that regard. If that's now, I'd like to move on into a new area with you here. Yes, please. What you snacking on these days? No, I think you've had always an interesting relationship to food, right? Yeah, I do. Like, I think last I was hanging out with you, you were on some kind of like, I think juicing, yeah. like very hardcore juicing lifestyle. See, that is. I'm not bringing it back to spirituality, but I would say that's a misappropriated instinct, meaning like there needs to be like a cleansing. If I was running clean, I would be okay. Mm-hmm. And last spiritual thing, once you start kind of getting in touch with that awareness, you realize there's no need for guilt or shame or fear or anything. So do you eat like ding-dongs and ho-hos Damn, now? All that. <laughs> no, I am. If there is an addiction that I still struggle with the most, I would say it's, it's still food. Um, Meaning I can't have Oreos in the house. I don't understand people who have Oreos in their house. How are those? Like, I really think like... You love Oreos. I'll mow down Oreos like the body <laughs> they put in Fargo. Like, I'll, See, I'll now just... I wish I had Oreos here. I'd like to see that. It's... <laughs> well, I wouldn't eat them. I you wouldn't, wouldn't eat one? I wouldn't eat one Oreo. No way. Wow. Because okay. it would put... It's like giving a shark blood or something. It would ruin the rest of my day. <laughs> This is a good ad for Oreos. Well, it's not just Oreos. Sorry, Nabisco. 
I couldn't tell you. I can. It's Nabisco. <laughs> I pretend that Sorry, I didn't know. Nabisco? Chips Ahoy is the same. That's I hate also Chips Ahoy. It's I not a good love cookie. A I don't cookie. like cookies. I love cookies. Really? And Chips Ahoy is a salty cookie, which is what I fucking love. Is it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. You got to look for it, but it's there. I don't like the texture if I can remember it properly. No, it's terrible. Yeah. It's like the most chemically nonsense in the world. Uh, here's, you know what I love to snack on? A hot take that I'll hit back to you. I like eating peanut butter, a jar of peanut butter. I won't eat the whole jar. More than I like eating ice cream. When I did Dax Shepard's podcast, he had packets of peanut butter and he was sucking it down. Like Coca-Cola. Before the podcast. Sucking those down and then I think drinking cold brew and sucking down peanut butter. Well, that makes sense. Your brain runs on fat. You know, there's a reason why they say it runs on glucose as well. But I mean, like, I think fat helps. So I ate a peanut butter little protein bar before this so putting the spiritual stuff aside that's probably also why i feel better um but I, it's a problem if i have like good santa cruz dark roasted creamy peanut butter mm. the no stir kind i'm not stirring i hate stirring i didn't know there is a good kind that's no stir organic it the the no stir one <coughs> excuse me <coughs> that feels like something you would make fun of because i just really had like a very genuine <laughs> like involuntary like <coughs> like and i didn't get it in time the ones that you don't have to stir they just have oil in them they add oil mm. so that if you want 100 percent peanut so you're just eating spoons of it straight love it and my daughter does it too interesting it's so good. but it's incredibly high calorie yeah it's like drinking a milkshake or something without the sugar but it's that's that's what i'd be snacking on also pistachios I love the roasted with salt. I, and I love like the fire roasted ones. They have different ones that are like salt and vinegar. Oh God. Those are, that's getting into addiction town. You know, I know I'm addicted because when I'm eating them, I ask myself, this is my little test. I go, how many of these would be enough? And I say, never. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm not even enjoying them anymore. That's addiction. Oh my God. Cause I'm just like, you like asking yourself questions. Yeah. That's good. Do you ever in the morning, like when your eyes open, go, Pete, are you awake? Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I think most mornings? I go, this is so weird to be. It's so weird. It's the most crazy thing that we all just wake up and you're like, of course I am. I it's think it's crazy that we have to sleep. Insane. Sleep is insane. One time I met this um, agent to models like to a, a supermodel agent. And she said that she wished that she could just take um, a pill instead of eating a meal. Wow. Can you imagine? Isn't that like violent almost? Val and I have figured out very quickly that some like people that aren't eaters. Yeah. Just like will never be a hundred percent super close. Yeah. It's weird, right? I it's like it. the whole it. breaking bread thing, you know, it's, it really is real. Like I, I oh, yeah. don't know that I have friends who don't like food and having people over and cooking for them is, is just so intimate and loving. And it's, it's actually kind of strange that we do it so often with strangers. Cause you know, when you're cooking so much of it is your bare hands and I'm not, I use gloves, <laughs> <laughs> but I think where you were going with that is like, I know, people that maybe would like to do away with sleep. Yeah. I can't help but spiritualize everything. The reason we love deep sleep, meaning dreamless sleep, 
is because that is your naked awareness. It's, I do love dreams. Well, that that's an experience. Your then awareness is still yeah, having it's an like experience. a free movie. But yeah, I agree. But it's a free bow is afraid in my case. <laughs> Favorite Have you movie seen it? of the year. Is it yours? I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was great. I think that yeah. I can't help but spiritualize everything. It, it helped me laugh. But Bo is Afraid is guilt. like my resting mental state. And also the Adam Sandler one. Uncut the, Gems. Yeah. Those are my, those both I'm like, yeah, day in the life. Yeah. Of my brain. That's what my brain feels like. Now, what's interesting is that you feel very, like, I, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, I want to make Pete laugh because I think you feel... Your energy, I'm like, I think you feel like very philosophical now. <laughs> you didn't used to be this philosophical. No, that sort of happened closer, yeah, towards towards uh, the end of my comedy brunch phase. And the, honestly, that was, I wouldn't say it's part of it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not having enough spiritual conversations. But once you get very interested in that stuff, the only friends that I have I, and I don't mean, I'm not putting up fences, it just happens this way, are interested in the nature of, of consciousness and interested in encouraging. We, we might even Are you in any kind traditions. of organized No, group? they might have different traditions. Yeah, that's exactly my point. But these people tend to have a different frequency. Do you ever do laughing yoga? No. <laughs> I laugh a Should lot. Should we? Um, goat yoga, ever done it? No. But do you do yoga every day? Yoga just means union. Here we think it means exercise. Don't talk down to me. You're I white will. too. <laughs> You're white too. Well, I know, but I learned this from a real brown guy. But yoga, the, the, the stretches, the stretches were <laughs> to help people turn their brains off. We've turned it into kind of like a, a beach body thing. <laughs> But I think people do it to relax. I, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm not even putting it but down. But what is head yoga? That's what I still don't understand. That's what I mean. It's, it, it's contemplation. It's reading. It would be like study. It would be like words, teachers. Yeah. yeah. That That's what helps me. You're like, you're a scholar. Energy. <laughs> you have the energy of a scholar. I hate when this happens. I, I, Why? I, only I've had this happen before where people ask me about spiritual things and, and I think they also have the same sort of like, what is this? Where well, are I you? am I don't spiritual. Know what's going on. I am spiritual. Yeah. To be clear. And I, you know. That I, wasn't my intent, if that helps. Oh, yeah. But anyway, but like I am spiritual. What do you mean by that? I mean that I have a higher power and that um, I don't think I'm in charge. You know, I, might, I, I wasn't raised with religion. And so I think that sometimes the risk of that is that you think you're in charge of everything. And if you have no nothing you believe in yeah. then it's it, it's tricky because it can become yourself is the center of the world you yeah. know yeah yeah no i get that so i my feeling about anything spirituality like movies like you know i can't i actually can't there's almost nothing i can tolerate that has no humor to it mm. Like, I need my spirituality to have humor to it, and it does, thank fucking God, because I, I can't... If I feel like I'm trying... Like, you know, like, when when I was a kid and we would go to, like, you know... I, I, I was um, Jewish, and my dad isn't Jewish. My mom is Jewish. And when there would be, like, you know, a random Seder or something that we would go to, I would be like... 
you know, it's so serious, the energy. And there, it's cool. I think kids like that energy of like mm. something spiritual and ancient is happening. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, it was so serious. And I was like, ah, it made me want to like act up, you know? Yeah. And so I just am not like, a, even though I am like dark, I'm just not serious, I guess. And anyway, when I was asking you to give me spiritual advice, I think I thought, well, first of all, I, it's actually like not that accessible because I don't know anyone you're talking about. I am interested in what spiritual advice could be other than pointing you to your true nature. I mean, my spiritual advice for the listener, take baths. It's very relaxing. So, well, that's 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 embodying. It, it gets you into your body, calms you down. But that does feel more physiological. <laughs> I'm just like, here. Here's something I do want to say. The ego okay. will always choose the journey over the destination. And I think what I'm talking about is the destination. And there's always going to be like a resistance. If 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 a teacher's going like, come back to yourself, recognize the true nature of your experience. We hate that. We go, I'd rather you tell me, breathe out of this nostril than breathe in this nostril or close your eyes or, or this crystal has really helped me or this book has really helped me. But trying to say well, like- Well, I think that the those types of things, the breathing, whatever, it's like if you think of an iceberg, it's like the tip of the iceberg is the breathing. And then the depth of meaning behind that or what it might, what place it might take you to mentally or spiritually might be what's below the water. I suppose, but what I'm That's me trying to, to talk how philosophy people talk. I liked it. I liked <laughs> it. I understood you. Funny, right? But like getting... Ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, come on. When I asked you to ask yourself if you were aware, that is all spiritual practice... All of it, even if I told you to do breathing, even if I told you to become a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Taoist or a Sikh, all of it is trying to reintroduce to you your, your essence, yourself, your uppercase S self. And that isn't a huge iceberg under the ocean. It isn't mysterious. It isn't philosophical. What is it that knows your experience? That's the question. It's... When they say, you know, when it says at Delphi, who am I? Like the greatest question that you can ask, who am I? It doesn't mean I'm Chelsea. I like this. I don't like that. It means what is it that's aware of the phenomenon called Chelsea? Play it. What is it? <laughs> you should have put your earphone on. Fell out. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I think if I sat in a room and go, am I aware? I don't know what that means. Are you aware of being right now? I mean, no. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, don't I feel don't feel like you exist. I think I exist. So you're aware of your existence. That's all I mean. Okay. But I do think like that exercise just doesn't um, mean the same thing to me that it means to you. But we didn't even do it. I just asked you if you were aware. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Chelsea. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're doing well. I did say I'm doing well. I thought you did. Did I? I, you seem like you're doing well. Thank you. Um, let's take one call. Brandis. Hello. Brandis. Now, see, a lot of times their oh names God. aren't the name that shows up for some reason. Oh. But anyway, can That's you hear us? Name. I can hear you. Is your name oh Brandis? My, God, <laughs> my name's Brandis. Yes. Oh, it really is Brandis. Brandis. All right. It is. Did you go to Brandeis? <laughs> I've actually visited oh, simply good. because wow. of my name. Yeah, yeah that's satisfying. Yeah. Um, you're you're here on the podcast with Pete Holmes. <laughs> don't don't pause for a reaction. <laughs> I'm holding for applause, Brandis. It <laughs> was unfair I don't know if you to can both hear of us. It, but I am applauding. Oh, thank you. Without um, a <laughs> So anyhow, do you, what are you doing? What do you, what do you want to ask me and Pete? Any advice you need? Are you, what's your spirituality? <laughs> Don't steer it that way. Well, I, I'm calling <laughs> right now. I'm actually working on some, um, what do you call it? Homework um, for my, my business class that I'm taking right now. Oh, what kind of business are you going to do? Um, I don't know what I'll do, but oh, okay. the the project is on. Um, I'm comparing capitalism and socialism, so that's pretty oh, fun. What's uh, what is the difference? <laughs> I was actually hoping you could tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing do uh, have... comparing Brazil and Portugal right now. That's cool. It is. <laughs> Good luck with that. Sorry, I'm freaking out that I made it through. Brandis. Um, Brandis. 
Chelsea's just drawing hearts on her notebook. This is this is part of my spiritual uh, practice, drawing hearts. Yeah. I've um, heard of the heart. I've heard tell of the heart. Oh, it's a, it's a real thing. Have you ever, <laughs> did you ever used to listen to Pete's podcast back in the day? I, I very much did. Why this can't she still really be listening to it now? Well, I was talking about when me and Pete would do it together. Uh, I thought you were just like, obviously you've dropped off. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of dropped off in most podcasts at this point, but well, I'm you're so hard happy at work. Yeah. In the crossover. Is it just oversaturated? Definitely. <laughs> no. Good it time is. for me but to reboot my podcast. Did you? I think yeah, it's it, the perfect moment. I just restarted it, and it's literally like the time of the downfall of the podcast. I think it started. Is it? Yeah. They podcast, You're going to revitalize it. I'm going to single-handedly revitalize the podcast. Here was my whole pandemic. Like, basically, you'll be like, hey, do you want to hang out? And everyone's like, I'm recording a podcast. Like, everyone I knew was just always recording a podcast at all times. Yeah. And I was like, this is so weird. And then... Anyway, so then all those people did podcasts for the last three, four years, and now it's all like kind of a little bit dying off, I think. And then I, that's when I decided to reintroduce myself. But um, so you stopped listening to podcasts. What do you do for fun now, Brandis? Oh, not a ton. I, um, let's see. I like to go to restaurants, actually. Yeah. Food tests is a big part of my. Um, oh, I have a good food test. Fun for you oh perfect you ready okay this is a moment in my life this is controversial pete okay. i'm curious actually i meant to ask you your taste on this as well okay i'm gonna say I'm the ready. food i'm gonna play a gem roll and then you say if mm -hmm. the food is good or bad are you ready ready and excited i'm ready lemon bars Ooh. I didn't even have to think about it. I just wanted to know. Bad. Bad. Wow. Wow. We're all in agreement. Yeah. Horrible. We're all in agreement. Every oh, time I get a lemon ball. Given your opinions I, on lemon well, in general. Lemon meringue pie is delicious. Exactly. Incredible. Lemon yeah, bars are. It's, it's a texture. It's exactly what mm -hmm. it is. So like I mm -hmm. love tart, I love lemon, but lemon bars. You know I'm how I don't. Right about them, you know I don't like soup. It's like lemon bars have a similar eating experience as soup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love soup, Pete? No, but if I had to guess, it's kind of grainy. I would think you were a big soup person. What the reason. fuck? I really see you. What the ladling, fuck? Oh ladling. my god! I see you ladling. <laughs> don't belong here. <laughs> you don't belong ladling. <laughs> I could see you ladling some serious. Stuff. I hate it. Really? I think it's just the texture of eating soup is very boring. That said, I do like a few soups. Gazpacho. Oh. The Korean soup. <laughs> listen, Gaz only the bad soup. No, gazpacho <laughs> is delicious when done right. It shouldn't be creamy, in my opinion. Very refreshing. Yeah, never. You would love it as a, a juicer, <laughs> as a past juicer. A PJ. A PJ. A DSPJ. Um, 
yeah, so so that soup is good. I do like the Korean bone broth soup, you know, the beef in it and the little you put mm. rice in it and salt and kimchi and that's really good. But anyway, yeah, lemon bars. I feel like John Early and my brother and some people have tried to convince me that lemon bars are amazing and I I just Oh, they're wrong. But mine's not because of the texture. I think they're too tart. It's not sweet enough. It's mm. just gross. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hot take. I find them very grainy. You're wrong. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If I turned on you, (laughs) we're like all on the same page. And then I'm like, no, Brandis. Um, Anyway, I do like the flavor, but it's kind of like lemon curd. Like people like give you a jar of lemon curd. It's like, where do you go from here? (laughs) You know? I had a breakfast sandwich where they put lemon curd. I want to tell you about my breakfast sandwich experience. Okay, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this I is had like a your sincerity blocker. Where they put lemon curd on on the English muffin that it came on, and it was—I have to say—it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But it—it's not something that I would see myself getting. What are you talking about? <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. I had a breakfast sandwich that had lemon curd on it. <laughs> but so, what else was in it? Uh, like a, a baked egg, so a really soft egg, bacon, and I think they had some kind of cheese. But and the lemon, lemon curd. Throwing me. Yeah, that sounds insane. I, I do like a salty sweet, but I, I would need like jam, strawberry jam, mm-hmm. sharp cheddar, bacon, egg. Mm-hmm. I would eat that. Would yeah, you? That sounds good. No, Pete says no. Pete says no. Oh. I say no. Well, he doesn't like lemon bars, so. That's facts. Um, what do you eat for breakfast, Pete? Today I have. I usually eat eggs, just eggs. What type of egg? Scramby. Scrambled eggs. No cheese. Mm. No cheese. Nothing else really. Just scrambled eggs. Today no salt. I, I had a well, yeah, salt, <laughs> salt and olive oil. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I made my daughter and I, kind of like a Thai curry lentil, with coconut milk this morning for breakfast. Mm. With cauliflower for rice. I'm thinking oh. about making lentils for dinner. There was nothing in the house, Brandis. There was nothing in the house. And like, I don't. <laughs> I'll take a lentil for breakfast. It's great. It, honestly, if I was listening, I would love this tip. Get red lentils because they cook really fast. Cook them in veggie stock. Oh. Once all the liquids evaporated, add some light coconut milk just to taste and peanut butter and stir it up and salt mm. or like aminos. It's fucking dope. And it's so easy to make. I'm literally just bought red lentils to make tonight, but Shabubi. I'm going to do it in chicken broth. You don't, do you not eat meat? I do eat a little meat now. Yes. But chicken broth is a great idea. And then I'm going to put um, some spinach yeah. in it and some <laughs> other things. Like kind of a roux, I think. I like any excuse to eat like a coconut peanut taste and then put hot sauce on it. It's incredible. You know what I like? You know what I like? You know what I like, Pete? <laughs> Here's what? what I like. Dan Dan noodles. Yeah, there you go. Sesame noodles. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> pesto. What about udon? Because you add udon to that beef soup you were talking about. That's That's real nice. That beef soup actually has a thin white noodle in it. Yeah, that works. Love udon, though. Do you? 
I do. Do you go to Marugame, whatever it is? I don't know what that is. Mm. It's like an L.A. udon spot. Brandis! I hung up on her accidentally. (laughs) Hello? Oh, my God. (laughs) Vicky. Is this Vicky? I just... Oh, my God. No. Oh, Oh, that's my mom. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. I just hung up on Brandis on accident. The last caller. I was, like, sort of, like... I don't know what I was thinking, but I was, like... Brandis, and as and I you said it, said I, Brandis, <laughs> as, she was so sweet and so excited could, to couldn't talk. Couldn't have been to you. nicer. Couldn't have been nicer. But wow. I accidentally fully wow. hung up. We're wow. here with Pete Holmes. What do you think about lemon bars? I uh, I do love lemon bars. I had some from Trader Joe's the other day. I did listen to your podcast, and I I got some. <laughs> nice. You wait, 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 wait. What's the tie between the podcast and Trader Joe's? Because you were talking about lemon the other day, you were you had like mm. a whole podcast about lemon. You're right. You? I do love lemon. However, however, unfortunately, I don't like lemon bars. Oh my god! What about chicken piccata with lemon? Sure. I made some. It was really good. Did you have that and then lemon bars for dessert? And a yes. little a little glass of lemonade. <laughs> Not lemonade. No, we had wine. Chelsea, can I ask you something? Please do, God, for the love of God. It would be the first question anyone's asked me in this conversation. Oh, no. Besides, do you exist? Okay. Are you aware? All right. So, what's the question, sir? Um, Listen, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I listen to it all the time. But I will never forget you had a segment where it was like pizza or mac and cheese, and you chose mac and cheese for every time. Do you still feel the same way? Caller. Oh my god. <laughs> Largely, yeah. Huh. I mean, here's the, here's this my is logic. Why I think you would like soup. You'd mm. rather be spooning. Pizza? You don't spoon mac-, mac and cheese. You fork it? Yes. You're not a food addict. Spooning mac and cheese. I just diagnosed <laughs> you. <laughs> One of the great joys shoveling. of mac and cheese <laughs> is that it's shovelable. You're out there picking it off. <laughs> Like a sniper? I'm taking Shovel. a forkful and jamming forkfuls that's down my gullet. The, that's some salad shit. You spoon mac and cheese. Listen, I here's the deal. Pizza, I just don't think it's as exciting as everyone thinks it is. Hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a A New York slice. And then you go and it's just like, okay, it's tomato sauce. It's fucking dough. Some cheese. Like, cool. Yeah. New York slice. I think it's fine. But people are like, no, the fucking slices at this spot. And then yeah. like, I don't know, like hunting for it and stuff. And like at the end of the day, you know, there's very few pizzas that have excited me crazily. And one was... At a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore in New York called Five Points, I believe. And they had Yukon gold potatoes, thinly sliced. Who cuts it, Bill the Butcher? <laughs> What's that? Someone gets that reference. The movie Gangs of New York is about the five points. Ramped it up in a piece of blue paint bomb. <laughs> that was my Gangs of New York impression. <laughs> with it. I'm with it. Go on. <laughs> But anyway, that pizza was good. It had thinly sliced potato and truffle and no tomato sauce. And I thought it was amazing. But, you know. Sounds like you don't like pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Because that was like more of a cracker. (laughs) No, it was like a white pizza, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's like not 
not a margarita, that's for sure. Um, I did try Pizzeria Say here in Los Angeles. Have you ever had it? S-E-I? No. It was very good. So that something like that does tip the thing. And here's my other thing about mac and cheese. Caller, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just listening, yeah. <laughs> uh, first first uh, time caller. <laughs> Zero time listener. What? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the point being, what is the point? Oh, yeah. Mac and cheese. Inconsistent. Very inconsistent. A lot of different things. Wait a minute. Being I was called with mac you. and cheese. They have the kind Aspen when you ordered mac and cheese. This is this <laughs> is something I think about all the time. Oh my god. We were at a restaurant. We're at the Aspen Film Festival to do comedy though. Yeah. Remember? So it wasn't that cool. Meaning... Yes. No, I actually literally just found that in an email. Really? Oh no, no, never mind. That was Sundance. It was Sundance. Okay, because I was Sundance. like, I went to Sundance? We I literally forgot. But we were outsiders. Because like, yeah. like you think you go to Sundance, you, you have a yeah. movie. We were just like these weird comedians. It was a web show. Yeah, it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't exciting. It wasn't elitist. It wasn't elite. Yeah, no. elite. And you want to be like a puffy jacket, mm-hmm. you know, fun guy. Do you remember the gifting suite? I do. They were like, you can go in this gifting suite, but you can't have any of the good stuff. Like they were yeah. like, you can choose like... The a keychain or the something. Tier. Yeah, that was a really uh, humbling experience. Yeah. But we went to get d- lunch. Yeah. And Daniel Kellison, I remember, yes. was on there. Anyway. And the food g- was from the John and Vinny's guys, right? Maybe. This yeah. restaurant was near the ski slopes and you got mac and cheese. Mm. And it came out. I hope you're not embarrassed by this. I think you'll stand by it. But I think, I think caller, are you still there? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, God bless no, you. No, you you can chime in on this too, caller. Uh, you got it, and you said it's cold on the top, like you touched it. Uh, and then I said, I bet it's piping hot underneath, as is the way with mac and cheese. And I said, you edit this out if you don't like it. I go, just stir it up. And you said, this is a quote. Oh God, I shouldn't have to. And you sent it back. <laughs> well, I still stand by that. I love that you're so scared I'll be mortified. I stand by that. It shouldn't be cold on top. I made mac and cheese <laughs> two nights ago, and I put it in a bowl. And by the time I got it to the couch, it was cold on top. And I stirred it because I'm not a sociopath. That is such a you funny angle. You sent it back. I have zero shame about that. Well, I'm glad because I don't want to shame you, but I do think that's insanity. <laughs> you think I should be ashamed. I think that's insanity. <laughs> Caller, let, let's have you weigh in. At, after the drum roll, you weigh yeah. in on this. Ready? Drum roll. Go ahead. Weigh in. Is it insane? Oh, for the mac and cheese? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I think you, I mean, no, stirring it is probably right. Yeah. But do you, you think it should be cold on top when it comes to no, a restaurant? If it's cold on top and piping <laughs> Was it on cold? the bottom. Was it like ice cold? Yeah. 
It was not ice cold. You, just, <laughs> you just, said it was just cold, and we're in an icy favorite. climate. <laughs> okay, I'll say. Let's say it's on ice cold on top. But you it's know what, Caller? How underneath. fucking dare you? <laughs> how dare you side You're with brave this to monster? Join me in trying to take down. <laughs> I think once you listen to this whole episode, you'll wish you sided with me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so funny. See, um, this is our have dynamic. You, have you had? Have you had Erwan mac and cheese? Yes, I certainly have. And what's weird is it's inconsistent because, first of all, the description says it's made with whole wheat pasta. It does not seem like it is, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that at one point in this podcast, I was like, I just don't really like small talk. And as soon as I stopped talking, you were like, let's do the real show. What's your take on saltines? Only when you're sick or year round? But look, you do seem happier, but you're not. You're miserable. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I you was seem happy happier. both times. Really? I'm more juiced. I would call this juiced. Hmm. Caller, don't you think it yeah. seems like it, it isn't made with whole wheat pasta, even though they say it is? I don't know the difference. But I do, that's the, that's my favorite mac and cheese at Air One. I don't really like mac and cheese, but mm. that one it's that one very really creamy. Good. It's very creamy. It's very creamy. That's what I like about it. Yeah. I remember you said you like Kraft mac and cheese, and I just can't. I can't. I can't do that. I like a large swath. Pete's fully just on his email now. He's given up. It's <laughs> to be fair, we're in like Can hour I? five, and we need to turn this right around because we haven't banked any podcasts. Can I ask one more thing? Before, <laughs> yes. Before you let me go, please. Yeah. Um, before you were uh, a successful comedian, did you have a day job and what was it or mm. any type of day job or different day job? I did. I, I wrote for a video game for a while in New York with um, a few comedians, Curtis Gwynn, Victor Varnado, Roger Hale. But that to I, me is like a successful like writing job. Oh. You know, I, I'm talking about like a subway. I, I was a temp. Subway. I was a temp. Before. That means they sent you out places. Yeah, like secretarial temp work. Um, Got it. So I you had never a little... had to work in like customer service. Mm, I did work at this little organization. No, I did. I, you know, I used to live in Philly briefly, and I was like a waitress at a hotel where no one tipped, and I had to get up at like six in the morning, something like that. That's, you know, I worked at a hotel. I don't know. I'm sorry if this is not interesting, but I did work at a hotel for six years and I worked the graveyard shift. So I feel you on that. Yeah. No one tips because internationally, not everyone tips. I know. Yeah. No, yeah. I got no tips. One time someone gave me a big Grey Goose bottle and that was, mm. that was very good. So yeah. Duty free. <laughs> <laughs> so any other questions before we say goodbye? Um. I will just say this. Uh, can I say two quick things? Yes. I'm so sorry. No, please do. Um, it's, well, it's welcome. Is it always going to be like this when you call in and you just have to keep calling like a radio kind of contest? Versus what? You want to schedule something? Motion no, Natasha get a wait list. I, remember, I feel like I remember last time I tried to call in, it was like I got put on hold. Interesting. What was your other question? Just quickly, um, for, I know you scrapped a lot of the episodes, but is is one of the best of going to be the Angie Martinez episode where you played her? Hmm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I met. Do you know that I met her? One of after, the funniest. 
Thank you. Yeah, I met Angie Martinez on some kind of cooking show or something. I think she was really nice. And then I was like, it's weird when you do like an impression of someone and then you meet them or like, you ever have that where you do a joke about someone and then you meet them? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like she would like it. Yeah, I think she was super nice. I don't know if she knew about it or not, but if she did, she was. I had a very Especially mild. If it was like, you know, if you didn't do it again, but if you just did like a re-release, I think that could be cool. Okay, I'll think about that one. Thank you. Okay, thank you, you so much. Oh, I was just going to say, I had a very, when, in my first three years of stand-up, I had a joke about Rachel Ray and how sunshine, sunshiny she was and what would happen if she cut herself. Years later, I realized <laughs> I'm ripping off Dan Aykroyd's Julia Child sketch. Oh. Uh, I didn't realize that at the time, obviously. Mm. But anyway, it was very mild. But it was like, you know, she's so sweet. What if she cut herself and is basically like, motherfucker. It's like that. Yeah. And then she did Crashing, my TV show, <laughs> and she was just so nice. And we ended up going over a place, obviously eating one of the best meals of our lives. Became friends it? with them. It was a linguine with, I remember it had breadcrumbs on it. That's all mm. I remember. Very mm. simple, but delicious. And their house was beautiful. Anyway, when after that dinner, I became very paranoid that my new friend would see this bit. It would have been fine, but yeah. I did go like, I can't. That she's yeah. a person now. Why would she? And I was sort of making fun of her for being like, I, I'm like, ooh, she's a phony. I didn't say that, but isn't that the joke? You're like, she's being so nice, but she's probably tough as nails. Right. No, know? I, so I, I think like it. It, doing stand up when you're in your 20s and you live in New York, it feels like absolutely nothing is off limits yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood and actors You'll never seem them. like a million miles away. Then you move here and it just does start to feel like, oh, I'm probably going to be at like I a, used to have a joke about how a like I did a joke about how a movie I saw sucked. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And this happened twice. Someone yelled out, you make a movie. <laughs> and I was like, that's how many people here make movies. And then I wrote a joke about that. They probably that were like it. a gaffer on that movie or something. And I was like, why do I have to be able to know how to make a movie to say I didn't like it? Like, yeah. that's not how the world works. Because, you know, it's like, I think once you have experienced how, like, brutal it it's is true. to make it, you're like, well, don't just be flipping about it, you yeah. fucking yeah. asshole. Maybe watch it again. Yeah. But it's true. You make fun of somebody, and then they're at the show. I and mean, then it's like happens. you have a kid, and, like, it's sort of like, oh, my God, I'm making fun of someone who's someone's kid. Yeah, that's true. Like, I just feel like... I it, had a joke. The joke on my last special... Uh, I had a joke about how I like being soft, like my body is soft, and I'm I'm kind of making fun of skinny people, thinking that was kind of like fair game. Yeah. But just using them no, as nothing examples. Is. Nothing is. And I just said Gwyneth Paltrow. I was like, you hug me, like you sink into me like a mattress. You, there's no healing with Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. And then somebody after the show was like, that's somebody's kid. And I was like, all I'm saying, she's skinny. Isn't that fair? Yeah. And I, I cut it. It's so, because of that. Wow, you did cut it. I did cut it. Yeah, see, but that's the thing. I feel like, that's I, that's where I'm like now so confused because I'm just like, I don't know what I think is fair game anymore, you know? And like the younger generation, way younger, not like the people who are poking holes in every type of joke, but like much younger, like teenagers. Yeah. They're like watching old roast jokes online on TikTok and shit. And there's not even roasts anymore because people yeah. don't. Yeah. Like people like it's like not of this time, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But it's, it's true. Uh, it makes me think the next generation is going to be very different than what's going on now. But culturally. all of that energy that's not being serviced by the dark. When I say dark, I don't mean bad. I just mean like roasts are a way to exercise darkness. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like let's just be awful. Yeah. It, you know, I say this a lot, but tribes in the Amazon hundreds of years ago, putting on masks that look like a devil and they'd run around and they'd, you know, pee on you or yeah. punch you. Do nuts. They'd be the devil for the night. We have a need for that stuff. Yeah, Halloween. Exactly. Performance art in the 60s where you go in and someone's just pooping in a bucket and screaming Hitler. Like we... Gigi Allen. Exactly. Gigi Allen is a great example. This generation is saying no to those, but they will find their way. And it'll probably be in the metaverse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Private or... rooms in the metaverse where someone's like burning you or whatever oh, it is. <laughs> They'll find a way. There's no escaping your shadow. Trust me. Take it from a formal, a former fundamentalist Christian. You can act like everything offends you and you have no darkness. You got to find a way to let it out. It could be horror movie. Well, look at That's what I think is so interesting. This generation that's so offended, which I understand. I'm not taking that away. Also, look at how huge horror is, the biggest genre. And so what's going on is it's just moving. We used to be okay with it being a comedian saying it. Now it needs to be somebody Drama. playing, pretending to be someone who doesn't exist yeah. and a demon who doesn't exist. We used to say, like, we'll be the demons. Same shit. It's the same shit. And they'll find their own way. Caller? Yes. What's your retort? <laughs> how do you do refute this i do have one question that might tie into this oh good um, and i'm so sorry if um you've covered this i don't know if you have but maybe you can answer that as well 
Gypsy Rose, do you have big thoughts on her? Are you happy she's out? Are you following the lore? Do you see all the TikToks about her? Who's Gypsy Rose? I'm not following the lore tightly, no. Like, she was the girl that's mom made her had all these illnesses. Oh. Then Patricia Arquette played her mom, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And now, like, TikTok in this generation, has, she's like our new hero. Why? You know, where they have the Beyonce song. Because she was imprisoned falsely, and I feel like she's finally free. And so, Wait, why was like, she yes, imprisoned? It, I forget. The mom was imprisoned? The mom or the daughter? No. The, mo- the, the, the daughter was imprisoned because she was like... She had a boyfriend, and she convinced him to kill her mother. So both of them went to prison. Oh, wow. Really, she, I forgot that. Yes. But but everyone's like, she shouldn't have been in prison because she was suffering her whole life. And right. she was in a prison already. So why right. would she need help, you know? So she was in prison for 10 years. She actually served the whole thing. So now she's finally out. And I'm going to tell like, you let's something. Get, let's get Tipsy for Gypsy. Gypsy Rose is free. My mother. You know, like everyone's so wow. happy that she's finally free. Wow. Well, look what the, your generation did with Britney Spears. You freed her. <laughs> and now look what we got ourselves into a bit of a pickle. So I just let that be a cautionary tale. No, but, um, you know, it's just, I have two things to say about that. One, you should watch this documentary my friend Josh Rofay made called Lost for Life. And it's about youth with life sentences and most of them were horribly abused and killed their abuser or horribly abused and then became violent themselves. And it's very um, thought provoking about that. And also if you look at like battered women who then kill the husband, that's also illegal, you know, right? it's not self-defense unless in the very moment, right? Like someone is holding a gun to your temple. Or if it was a stranger, like if a stranger came in your house and started beating you, you could kill him. But if it's your, partner but if it's i guess if your husband's hitting you in the moment you could shoot them no probably not (laughs) i don't know but i think i remember in the past being outraged by these kinds of laws that it's like it feels like self-defense doesn't apply to children and women or something like that yeah i think you might be onto something anyway i don't know if gypsy rose is my hero but you're saying she's yours (laughs) I feel like she's up there, you know, really? I feel like, you know, it's so exciting because it is a new year. And so we're, we're waiting to see what's going to happen with her. Right. You know, there's a lot of jokes on there of like, oh, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Mm. <laughs> you know, she's going to be on Traders, you know, the new season. So mm. I don't I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that she is going to have some kind of fame this year. But I, I just hope it doesn't go bad, you know. Well, I'll think about it. I'll watch a couple TikToks and see if I can muster up. The TikToks up. are so funny, Chelsea. You okay. But see, I can't tell if you're being serious that you really look up to this person or if it's like all of little bits. Well, it's it's somewhere in between, but I am happy for her, you know, because I think, you know, she was just, she was mistreated her whole life, you know, and now yeah. she, and then she was in prison. And yeah. she was probably happier in prison than with the mom, you know, right but now. But now here's the thing. She has a husband that she met in prison, like through like, letters or something so yeah. like i don't know about that but she does have a husband now it looks like she's happy but i guess time will tell time will tell you know this episode is interesting it's almost like a charlie rose interview <laughs> mixed with you talking about gypsy rose <laughs> <laughs> anyway well listen um it really is time to go i i've this has been a long long one i actually forgot to do phone calls my bad um but, but gonna, thank you for thank you for letting me talk. My birthday is next week, and this is a great birthday. Oh, birthday happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. So All much. right, happy Bye. bird hat. 
Happy bomb. bird hat. Um, Do you Pete, get that? Because sometimes your phone changes it to bird hat. <laughs> oh, I never, I don't think I've had that. You have to misspell it. Yeah. It'll be like bird hat. <laughs> Happy bird hat, I guess. Um... That's it. I actually have to do jury duty soon. Oh, no. Possibly. We'll see. I feel like... <sighs> Let's see. Well, this is where it ends Between you and me <laughs> I just cannot pretend <laughs> To see what I do not see <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> And you just have that. <laughs> this is all I like. I can't use my old sound cues because I only have the iHeart. Are we radio. done? Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it ends. Oh wait, hold on. I'll do my other thing that I like to do. <laughs> Car screeching out. That's that's me. And then here goes Pete. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.